And we are back with another Skull Stories presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Tonight, we're catching up with Vikings legend and Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, Jared Allen. Welcome back to Skull Stories presented by 3M. Tonight's guest is the larger-than-life former defensive end who left his stamp on the Vikings organization from 2008 to 2013. Nowadays, he's transitioning from sacking quarterbacks to sweeping curling stones as he and his teammates will be competing at the 2024 USA Curling National Championships later this month. Always a blast to catch up with, so please enjoy tonight's conversation with the legend, Jared Allen. Well, welcome to the show, Jared. It's it's hard to believe it's been a decade since you last played a game for the Vikings, and it, to me, you seem like one of those guys that... We're going to spend a lot of time looking in the rearview mirror. You have a whole life to lead. Uh, have you ever thought about, like, man, I really missed uh, the, the camaraderie, missed the locker room? Do you miss any aspect of the NFL, uh, or do you just, just like, full steam ahead? No, nah, full steam ahead for the most. I mean, I guess you'd say, I mean, anybody lying, they don't say they don't miss the competition on Sunday. I mean, Sundays are always the best, right? Right. But everybody quits and retires because of uh, all the work you have to put in Monday through Saturday. That's, mm. <laughs> yeah. that's what drives everybody away from the NFL. If Tom Brady only had to stay, you know, show up on Sunday, he'd still be playing. <laughs> yeah. So, other than that, no, I, I, you know, I've always, I always knew football was a means to an end at some point, right? Yeah. You know, I think that's unfortunate. A lot of people, that's where they get stuck looking in the rear view. Yeah. Wondering what is. But I'm also a fortunate guy that I got to play my career on my terms. I, I was able to go where I wanted, when I wanted. It was never cut. And, you know, all my trades were because I asked for them and went to exactly where I wanted to go. My, my career was kind of uh, a perfect storm. Now, Jared, I I had a chance to, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but Pat Williams was on the sideline before the game, and I got to talk to Pat uh, a little bit, and then made me think back to your time with Kansas City, and I re- I'll never forget this. It was 2007. It was my first year doing, you know, calling the games and everything, but and you were with Kansas City. You had uh, been suspended or been off the team, and then your first game back was against us, and you went absolutely crazy against us and then a year later you know you're you're playing for the Vikings I want to know a little bit about that time in your in your career and what was it that that turned everything around because you were successful in Kansas City no question about it but I think your time with Minnesota was because of the decisions that you had made right the decisions that you came to as a man, as a player, and you became a true professional. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, you look back and, I mean, like I said, you know, great, great four years in Kansas City. I mean, um, I remember Craig was averaging close to, you know, 10 and a half, 11 a year there. So it was was pretty solid. But, yeah, I think the big part for me was coming out of Kansas City um, and, you know, you know, going through the hiccups there and and, and maturing as a human being and as a man and, you know, I'm a firm believer the Lord put me where I needed to be when I needed to be there. Um, when I came into a situation in Minnesota that was it was a, it was a, it was a locker room full of you know, you know more married guys, guys that were further out in life, right? Uh, being around guys like Pat and Kevin drove me to a next level because of the the competition alone in our D line room, right? You know, and no disrespect to anybody in Kansas City, I was coming out of Kansas City where I was the absolute guy in that room and and, and, and on the team at that at that time. You know, we just you know Tombo was young in his career. And so having to go from a room to where, you know, I'm walking into making my first Pro Bowl, right, in all-pro season, leaving the league in sacks, but then walking into a, a room where you got multiple all-pros, you have Kevin Williams, Michael, arguably one of the best three techniques in the game, right? You know, Pat Williams, 
and there's no you don't have to talk about what he, he was capable of doing a run game side of thing right yep. so you came into a, a competition that that just drove me further and then like you said you mature as a man you mature as a human being and then you, you learn how to be professional i think that's the biggest thing these young kids don't understand is how to be professional right and 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 that drive i always had that drive that was the greatest and so that's what drove me and i just happened to be in a room where you know, I was uh, had a coach in Carl Dunbar who we didn't take competition lightly. And if I told him I wanted to be the best, he was going to push us to that to the brink. You know, uh, Jerry, were you aware of you? I mean, did you expect that or were aware of that when you made the decision to come to Minnesota, or was that something that you that you figured out along the way? No, I was aware. That's why the reason I wanted to come there, right? Awesome. I hadn't, okay, I hadn't had a dominant D tackle force like that. Now, I will say the hardest thing, my, my hardest part of my transition from Kansas City to Minnesota was learning how Kevin and I, especially, could play together, right? I'm coming right. to work. He, he was kind of the pass first presence, right? Um, here I'm coming into a spot where, you know, Kevin kind of does what he wants. I'm used to doing whatever I want inside, outside. We learned, it took us about three or four games to realize we, we work better on opposite sides of, of the line. You know, if I'm going to be on the right, come third down, he's going to be on the left. Um, and for listeners, so, that's yeah. a big deal because offensive linemen can do that all the time. They do that all day long that's what they do right they're five miserable people that just play together <laughs> d Lyman are not that way you guys you guys are lone wolves live on your own it's hard to get two guys to work together like you guys did it, it really is right because you know everybody's trying to get to the quarterback <laughs> exactly and, and and everybody wants the one-on-one and when we found out like kevin and i would end up on the same side they just slide line to us right and we were running into each other and so it took some sacrifice on, on both obviously kevin kevin was the play, had the flexibility to go left or right I stayed on one side. So, um, you know, that took some getting used to. But I think I think the biggest thing was, and I learned this in my last year in Kansas City, was, you know, when I started making changes in my life to eliminate distractions, like I tell young kids, mm-hmm. if you just take care of football, right, everything else will take care of yourself. Get, don't think about contracts. Don't think about money. Don't think about this because, you know, not only was I going through, you know, getting get in trouble off the field stuff that I had, you know, I was, I was two years removed from that, right? But still you know you're still dealing with the effects of that and then going through a, through a contract dispute you know in Kansas City which is what led me to you know Minnesota like there's a lot of distractions right and so then how do you handle success and so that was kind of uh, like I said the good Lord put me where I need to be when I need to be there and that was kind of the biggest my biggest maturation as, as, a, as a player was just eliminating distractions understanding that when I came into that office I could check in right and just be full-on and then when I got home, I could I could go and be you know check out and be a productive part of society, and you know realizing what you do when you're when you're not in the facility is going to also help what happens on the field, right? How much studying time do you put in? How well prepared are you? You know, do you come into Tuesday or Wednesday practice prepared for the week, or are you just learn you know are you just watching film? It was a difference. So you know, I started developing really good habits. You know, my last year in Kansas City is you know how to practice, how how to prepare, how to. You know, when I came in on Wednesday, I knew it was run day, but I already had my rush plan intact, right? Yeah. So you know, now, now I'm fine tuning. Now we're just going through watching the runs, so you can focus on the individual aspects of the week practice versus, you know, in my younger days, you come in and it's the first time I saw an offensive lineman on film was Wednesday, right? Because that's when I got myself. I got my DVD on that Wednesday. So you know, you just learn little things like that, and and you know, that's the difference between good and great. That's the difference between average and good. We should mention as we continue our discussion with Jared Allen, the background noise you hear is uh, <laughs> rock climbing time at the Allen household, or at least you're out and about 
with your kids. So uh, it sounds like everyone's having a really good time. Yeah, absolutely. I, we, we came, you know, one of those perfect days when you come when there's a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a big kid anyway. Speaking yeah. of being a big kid, last year, Jared, uh, you literally, when you were inducted to the Minnesota Vikings Ring of Honor, you rode into U.S. Bank Stadium on the back of a horse. It was crazy. And what do you, what did that honor mean to you? And what do you remember about the the festivities beyond, or maybe starting with the horse that brought you in? You know what? I mean, that was it was fantastic. I was uh, I was joking with with my wife the other day when we were watching uh, I was watching the Cowboys game and they inducted Jim Johnson, mm-hmm. and I was like, man. Based on my on my intro and my uh, you know pomp and circumstance, the Vikings went forward. The, the Cowboys were kind of low rent that brought Jim. He had a he had a single mic stand. You know what I mean? Like, come on, Jerry, you, you can do better than that. Right. That's funny. <laughs> so the honor the honor was. I mean, it, it, it literally is one of the highlights of my, of my life. Um, to have that honor, you know, being in Minnesota, being a Viking, meant so much to me. Just uh, you know, professionally, personally. I have such deep personal relationships with so many people from there, from the coaches, from players to front office people, to back, you know, back office people. I mean, so for me to be able to to be there, share that, and and to see the effort they put into to bring me back, and then the horse thing was, was just you know the, the icing on the cake. Uh, it was what a great two days, and just just obviously you know I just reiterate how first class Minnesota is. Jared, the best part of that bit was uh, was the was Coolio having his own credential. <laughs> that was the best. How about we that? <laughs> when they got him a press credential, yeah. And then he went on to, he went on to sell. I think he ended up selling for like seventy five thousand bucks out in Vegas the following week. At the <laughs> so you know, um, I don't I don't I don't typically ride Parisians. I have quarter horses. Otherwise, I'd have had to had to purchase them myself. I think that's what they were hoping for. But no, I, I mean, again, it, it just, it just, Minnesota's the best. Honestly, I, I love that organization, love that community, and it, they treated me fantastic. You know, a big part of my life was there and, um, and career. And so, yeah, it just, you know, that was just a special honor. And, and again, I just, I think it shows, you know, my personality and, and the organization's personality kind of mesh, at least Tom Weston and I do, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, Jared Allen, your, your, your stats speak for themselves. And once again, you've been named a, a 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist. I know there's a lot of buzz going on about all that. And you're a busy man with so many things. The curling, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So you kind of just put it out of your mind until that day comes, or is it? I mean, how do you kind of sort that out and understanding you are a finalist again? Um, I didn't even know. I got a text from someone saying, "Hello, oh, by the way, uh, ah. finalist." And I talked. To, and I talked to Coach Frazier. <laughs> he was like, "Hey." I'm going to be talking about you on the show that's there. So, right. so no, honestly, I, I didn't even know. I, I don't know where I was at. I was, I was doing something. I was. That's probably the best way of handling it. You know, if it happens, it happens, right? I have a firm belief in life. Don't, you know, control what you can control. Right. Uh, I have there no control go. over this. I would be lying to you if I said it wasn't frustrating to be, you know, put on as a first ballot finalist with arguably one of the greatest Hall of Fame classes to be held over four times now, you know. But, again, what, what can I do about it? There's nothing right. I can do right. about it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's the God's honest truth. You know, the gold jacket isn't going to make me or break me. It'll be one of the most tremendous honors of my life. It'll be, it'll be a nod to, you know, hey, you did it the right way. But I play this game for the respect of my peers and, of, you know, the guys I played with and the guys that played, you know, ahead of me. And, and I hope I gave, I hope the fans knew that I put everything I had into it. And so, you know, when people were spending their hard-earned dollars to come watch us play, that they felt, you know, that I appreciated that from them. So, you know, everything else is icing on the cake. And so, yeah, I just kind of take things in stride, 
Um, you know, I've made the comment several times. Is anything going to stop my life one way or the other? You know, my kids aren't going to love me more or less. Well, I mean, maybe they might think I'm cooler, but, you know, dog, I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be having chores to do, you know, picking up dog crap. Or, you know, stuff, you know. That never ends. Yeah. Stick around for more Skull Stories presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll be back with more from Jared Allen right after this. Try the all-new Vikings-inspired beer from Hop Valley Brewing, crafted for the fans who bleed purple. Hop Hala, hazy IPA is a game-day grog for all Valhalla. Welcome back to tonight's edition of Skull Stories, presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. From the field to the roof and everywhere in between, 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings, is here. Visit vikings.com slash science to learn more. Now let's get back into our conversation with the one and only Jared Allen. Now, Jared, later this month, you're going to be competing in the uh, USA National Curling Championships out mm-hmm. in East Rutherford, New Jersey, which I had no idea was a curling hotbed. But anyway, uh, what is it? Hot, okay, explain, just explain the curling. And, and what is it about that sport that drew you? I mean, are you a natural at it? Is it the way you can compete without being sore the next day? I mean, what is it about curling that you love? Well, Pete, I'm an athlete, so I'm a natural at everything. I hear you, you know Buck. I, mean? I, I hear you on that. But still, this is this is the this is the world. You're just walking in. It's like I think I could throw darts, but you go ahead and throw darts against the <laughs> you know the the pros. You still get your rear end handed to you. Oh, yeah, I, and I still fall all the time. <laughs> no, yeah. Again, everybody knows the story. I took a bet to try to make the Olympics, and I just you know I have that mentality to see it through. So my team right now, we have a really good team. Um, you know, I've been to, goodness, this is going to be my third or fourth nationals, maybe fifth nationals, third or fourth, maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Anyway, but, um, but yeah, so we have, a, we have a pretty solid team. Uh, you know, we're just, so we're just trying to win national titles, try to, you know, the next year, try to qualify for the Olympic trials and, and, and get that thing settled in on. So, you know, again, I just, one of those mentalities that, uh, I took a bet and then I went all in. And so now <laughs> I'm so down, I'm so deep down the rabbit hole. If I quit now, I'll, I'll feel like a loser. Life would be more simpler, but so now I just got to see it through. But I do enjoy it. I think it's a it's 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 a totally different, you know, from a competition standpoint. I'm yep. obviously very competitive, right? Yeah. Athletic standpoint of, of you know having my body teaching my body to do something that, that comes natural to me. It's the the mental side of it that's that's really tough, and and the different elements of it's like the golf short game, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. football, all my emotions work for me right my my that my adrenaline all that adrenaline works for me the, the hype of the crowd all that you know drives you and in this one you know in curling you know you have a bad shot or you you got to be able to sweep end and your heart rate's got to be racing you got to be able to have full control of your body to be able to you know throw a finesse touch shot depending on what you're doing so i think that's what i like about it and then you know i'm like a dancing bear on ice so you know <laughs> ice on anything it just makes it it makes it entertaining and more challenging, but it's a great sport. And the people, the people are so cool. They're so welcoming that you all, you know, then, then that drives you to help bring more attention to them. And, and you just get to, you know, again, it's a small, it's a small community, but it's a fun community. And we, We've traveled the world doing it, so it's been a blast. So who'd have thought, I mean, really, who'd have thought all those days your parents made you work the broom in the house and outside <laughs> would pay off like this, right? Like they right, knew it, right? Saying. They knew it. Like, you know, every time I did every time I did a lunge, all I was doing was preparing for the next great thing. <laughs> curling. Well, without getting too deep into the weeds, how what is the format for the championships, curling championships, and how far are you looking to take this thing with your team in the future? So top eight made it to nationals top eight in the u.s okay and so we qualified on points for nationals and then you know, i think we're sitting 53rd or something like that in the world right now uh depending on year to date versus total points 
And then I don't know how what Olympic trial qualification is going to be, but typically what happens is nationals will be a round robin, right? All eight teams will play each other. And then after the round robin, the top four will go off to the playoffs, to the quarterfinals, and then, you know, do it on a four-team kind of playoff out of that. And then uh, Olympic trials typically work. It's usually six to eight teams, kind of same thing, like a double round robin. Mm-hmm. And then whoever's in the finals, they end up playing the best two out of three to see who goes to the Olympics. You win it, you go to the Olympics. You don't, wow. you don't. When well, USA Curling's based right here in Egan now, or running the bat oh, your own backyard, man. I know, right there. You know, I'm trying to trying to get the Vikings to you know put some money into it. Let's go. I mean, think about it. You, <laughs> right? you can have a gold medal for the gold jacket. How about that? <laughs> how about how tight would that be? I mean, and, and, and so you gotta make this happen. Right? Who else in the world? Who else in the world has a gold jacket and a gold medal? That's that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if I got it, I'm gonna you know do like cool running. I'm gonna go. <laughs> You know, I'm going to go become a citizen down in the uh, down in the Bahamas. Then you, sure they don't have you need to ride back in here on Coolio <laughs> with your gold jacket and your gold medal and your Coolio credential one more time. I got to figure out. You know, I'm pretty <laughs> become decent friends with Schuster over the years. I'm like, if I don't if I don't make it, you know, if I don't win the Olympic trials, I'm like, how do I get to be the ultimate? I'm okay with a gold medal on the bench. <laughs> right. You know I mean? At this everybody stage, you're like, everybody that won a Super Bowl ring on the bench, they still tell everybody they're Super Bowl champ. <laughs> I don't need to be the star of the show. I just need to be. I just need to be in the show. So, so if we want to, fo- if fans want to follow along uh, the track of your team, is there a way of, of keeping track of how you guys are doing in the? Uh... So yeah, uh, check out like usacurling.com for okay. nationals, right? And and both and most all, or curling zone, and all the games will be streamed on their YouTube channels there. Terrific. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get something we'll get something popping for uh, for for nationals for everybody to see. But typically, you go to the YouTube channel and USA Curling and at nationals, all the games will be streamed on that. Um, let me ask you this question: Has your years of football, uh, your experiences all through college and, and then the NFL, has it prepared you for parenting at all? I could be honest. I don't think anything prepares you for parenting. Uh, <laughs> Honest answer. Because, because if they did, no one would have kids. You know what I'm saying? If they're like, hey, this is like, nobody would have kids. I tell you all the time, it's the 90-10 rule. 90% of the time, it's awesome. 10% of it is so miserable oh, that man. you're like, why, why did I have kids? Um, I got good kids. <laughs> yeah, the best is the best is when you're you know you're married and you're sitting there going you see other people with their kids and you're like I'm never letting my kid do that no never never and then fast forward you're like whatever <laughs> M- misery loves company that's what it is. <laughs> uh, no I, I, I you know I think everything in life prepares you for for something depending on how mm-hmm. you do it right you know my my faith prepares me for for parenting football absolutely right. You're kind of taking lessons, lessons learned, learning how to to teach, right? Pass pass something on to the next next generation down. Um, I think you know my faith teaches me patience. Um, you know, my wife is obviously having a great partner in this thing works out well. So yeah, I mean, I I try to pull something from everything I do to help me at some point in my life. Um, you know, I think my experiences in life, you can help me and just like you know, my parents try to pass that down to me. I try to pass that down to my kids. And then you understand that a lot of, you know, just like most people, everybody, some people have to learn the hard way and you got to let them fail. I think that's, you know, kind of the big thing too, from uh, from a sports standpoint mm-hmm. is that, you know, sometimes the best way, the best way to learn is through failure. Right. Right. I learned to get my hands on, you know, I learned to get my hands on the right position because I don't want to get knocked on my butt, you know, in, on, in a run game or something, you know, so sometimes you gotta, you gotta let them fail. So yeah, I think, I think life teaches you lessons in my game. I think that's the basis of parenting, right? Is, Keep them alive, and uh, you know, pass on, pass on whatever little nuggets you can, and you know, try to be a guiding factor. Try to help them avoid major catastrophes. <laughs> 
and uh, but, at the, but at the same time, allowing them to uh, to explore and allowing them to fail. No matter how dumb they think you are now, when they're about twenty four, they're going to realize how smart you are. It just uh, it, it flips. It, just uh, just give it time. Yeah, so I my just wife, give it time. I'm like you know I'm like I'm like. One day they're going to be like, you know what, Dad was right, and that's that's the moment you look right as a parent. It happens, Jared. You look right as a kid. I, I I regret the fact that I have to tell my dad sometimes, like, dang, you're right, Dad. Hey, real quick, you know are, you, are you keeping tabs of the NFL a little bit these days? Uh, obviously, it's been a frust- a bit of a frustrating season up here of late with the Vikings, especially at home. And, I do, yeah, yeah. Hey, how about your old buddy Harrison Smith? Twelfth season as a Viking, wrapping that up, and uh, what do you remember about him? Join, I mean, my gosh, what what a career to be with this one. I remember team. the pick. I remember talking to George Payton, and George Payton called to text me. And he said, "Cause I was pulling, um, I was pulling to get a DB early, right? We had, I think we had the we had taken Cleo first. I was trying to get us a DB, and uh, when they traded back up, you get Harrison. I remember George Payton texting me saying, "Hey, we got a good one here. He's going to be good." And, and sure enough, they, and what a what a career he's had. Um, hopefully, he can finish the whole thing out in, in Minnesota and be one of those rare mm-hmm. guys that you know it you know spends an entire career with with one team and not not just an entire career with the team. I mean, he's had a just a massive impact on the organization, right? I mean, he's had a brilliant career, you know, there with one team. So you know, kudos to him. And he's, a, he's just a heck of a player. It's just fun to watch that transition from a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed rookie with the head shave to, you know, <laughs> yeah, now yeah. he's got the suits and the cool and the classic cars. It's just it's just cool to see guys make that. Just you know, like the Brian Rob, like the Brian Robinson. You know, he shows up, he's cornrows and all this, and now he's you know he's he's just at some point he's like, yeah, I am who I am, and let's just let's just roll with it. Yeah, you just got you just got to be yourself. That's what it's all about. Well, I think that's the best part about football is that, you know, especially in the NFL, you can't be a fraud. Right. If you're a fraud, you get exposed. So Too hard to be a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> Young guys usually figure it out pretty quick. We'll let you get back to the rock climbing. Uh, good luck with the HOF. Good luck with the curling team. And uh, it's, it's so great to catch up with you. We really appreciate it. I know the fans do as well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Well, it's always great catching up with Jared Allen. Whenever we have the chance, always fun to chat with. Best of luck to him and his teammates competing out in New Jersey at the end of the month in curling. Well, the Lions have waited 30 long years to become divisional champs again. They have it, and Ford Field will be rocking this Sunday, the final game of the regular season for both teams. The TV broadcast will be carried live on Fox at noon Central Time, but of course you can also hear Pete and PA right here all across the Vikings radio network. Be sure to check your local listings for details. And best of luck once again to Jared Allen at the U.S. Curling National Championship at the end of the month. Pete, it was a fun year once again, and thank you fans, uh, really in particular, for tuning in to another great season of Skull Stories, presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see you again in 2024. 87% of our food comes from rural America. Farmers are incredible. Agriculture is incredible. And rural is incredible. Lando Lakes is a farmer-owned cooperative and proud official sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings.